Oh, yeah, a whole lot more Robert Williams talk, the meniscus tear. How are the Celtics going to navigate this? What lineups are they going to put out there? What's their approach? Daniel Tice, how much do you play him? When do you play him? We've got a new potential nickname for him. And does this impact Jason Tatum's MVP candidacy? I'm going to tell you how right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, Monday through Friday, and your first listen every day. Pop this sucker on your phone, take it with you in the car now that you're going back to work, and listen on your ride. That's what this show is all about. Or pop it in the background on the YouTube channel. You can watch it. You can have it playing in the background, and uh, people will never know. People will never know that you're being entertained with Celtics stuff in the background, at work, because no one wants to be there. They don't care what you're doing. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Get that book anywhere books are sold online. Get a signed copy on my website, johncorrales.com, for 30 bucks. It's a great gift. I was also one of the media voters for the 75th anniversary team. So I'm immersed in the Boston Celtics, and I am immersed in MCL. I'm sorry, uh, uh, not MCL here. God, no, no, not an MCL. I'm immersed in meniscus tears, which I've apparently not immersed enough because it just blew. <laughs> yeah, you don't sound immersed at all, dog. You don't sound immersed at all. I just, you know, when your brain just just hits the brakes and and your thoughts go crashing through the windshield, that's what just happened to me. Oh, but yeah. Luckily... I will edit it out so it won't look nearly as bad. Oh, as come can. on. <laughs> no, no, no. Are you kidding me? My, my fragile ego, I have to make sure <laughs> I edit all of this out. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk meniscus tears with Tom Westerholm. Tom here, over here on my left, Tom underscore NBA and Boston.com. Well, let, let's – we're still not sure what Rob is going to – how long Rob is going to be gone. We've had a couple of days to process the possibilities here. I know at first people were like, well, there goes the season. Um, I think people maybe can calm down now and say, all right, maybe the season isn't exactly over because they still have a couple of guys named Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but this hurts. What, what was your reaction? What's your Where have you landed at this point? Well, I mean, my initial reaction was like, things have been going a little too well for the Celtics, right? Like, <laughs> it, it felt like this was kind of charmed. And if there's one thing we know, it's that those, I don't know, it doesn't feel like those things always last forever. So, um, you know, it, it not, not that you had like, and I, not that you ever are obviously want to want to be kind of predicting that an injury is going to happen because they're, they're, they're so random, but at the same time, it didn't, I mean, you know, everything had been going the Celtics way for so long with that felt a little unsustainable. Um, that said, I guess where I've laid it on it is, is, is a lot, what a lot of what you were saying, where it, this team still has Jason Tatum, still has Jalen Brown. They, you know, we just saw them with no starters play. Well, I mean, not no starters, but with like 
Marcus Smart and you know a bunch of guys who who come off the bench. We saw that team take the Toronto Raptors to overtime on the second night of a back-to-back because they were playing this like you know largely the same brand of basketball that the that the Celtics have been playing. I think that this like this certainly hurts their chances to be a you know a championship team to be a contender whatever. But I don't think it eliminates them from that conversation. I think that they have enough big depth built up. They have enough, you know, star power to, to, you know, maybe take a run at this thing anyway. Um, So, I mean, we'll see. But I I think when you look at the way they've been playing and the people who are still available, I certainly think they're still a tough team. I certainly think they're still going to be a really, really tough out in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, I think when you have a superstar, like like an ascendant superstar like Jason Tatum, I think that gives you a puncher's chance against pretty much anybody. I'm going to try something on the YouTube page here. I'm going to share a screen um, and see if people can see. Let's see if this works. All right. Yeah. Okay. So this is from Dr. Jessica Flynn, who was a contributor. She's an orthopedic uh, sports medicine doctor and um, contributor to Boston Sports Journal. I had a conversation with her. She had put this little nice, very, I like this graphic because it's so simple. Yes. It's like, explain it to me like I'm five. So, so she did. <laughs> so she did. So the little pink areas. If you're watching on YouTube, this little pink area here. This is one of these. Is where Robert Williams uh, tore something. And now what we're waiting for is what they're going to do. Are they going to sew this little meniscus back together, or are they going to cut a piece of it out and give it a like a resection and and what they do is they smooth it out and they make it so it's probably not going to tear again. But as you can see on the YouTube page, but I'll explain for the people who are listening, this meniscus sits between the two bones. And if you take enough of that meniscus away, then you get that bone on bone potential. And that's what we call arthritis and no one wants that. And so what we're waiting on, I think is the conversation between Rob, probably his agent and probably the team and probably his family and everybody just saying, okay, here's if if we see X, these are your courses of action. If you know, and, and they kind of formulate the plan. And as Dr. Flynn kind of explains on this um, on this page of hers, that if you try to repair it, that could be a six month recovery, six or more. Yep. Or if you trim it you can be back within three to six weeks. So this is the tough spot because the competitor and Rob is probably sitting there like, yeah, just cut this thing out. I'll be back in three to six weeks. I'll be fine. And and he might be. Yeah. So uh, it, it's just, it's just tough because, and I, and I, I, I will say I'm heartened by just the comments that I've seen. Most fans that I've talked to are like, you know what? Look, don't rush back just for, just for the if if this, if this is going to be a, a real serious issue that you're going to have to deal with for the, for the rest of your life don't 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 really put that don't take that option just for the off chance that maybe you can make it to the finals yeah i think and i think that's the right way to look at it for a bunch of different reasons number 1 like you said the human element of it right where you know a lot of guys th- these injuries that they suffer yeah they go away during the course of their basketball career but then there's like a lot of life left after the basketball career and yeah like you know <laughs> yeah. yeah like and uh you know like even comparatively short ones 
And, you know, the quality of life, your quality of life matters, you know, so like it's you have to think about those things when you're young. Um, those of us who didn't, you know, pay the price years later. So I, I think um, like I, like you said, I'm, I'm also encouraged that that seems to be the fan reaction to it. I mean, I also think just from a basketball perspective, like Rob Williams, like think about the life of the contract, right? Like this, he's under contract. He, he signed an extension like his extension doesn't even kick in until next year. So like, you know, that's that's four years where you want this guy to be healthy and you know you, you look at the this team the way they're constructed there's no reason that if if things are going well right now if things you know are if like they've put something together they seem to have figured some things out you know Ime Udoka seems to have figured some things out where th they could be pretty good for quite some time and that matter you know that this season to me I don't know I don't know how fans feel about it to me this season kind of feels like found money because I did not think that they had this kind of run in them. Now, obviously, you never know what can happen in the future, and like championship windows can close very quickly. But at the same time, if you know, if it's a matter of like health, if it's a matter of extending Rob Williams' career, I think you know it, it makes sense both from just like a human perspective and from a from a team perspective, from a team building perspective. Look, you have right now you have Al Horford who is 35 years old. Al Horford is playing very well this season. Who knows how good 36-year-old or 37-year-old Al Horford will be? At that point, you might really want to have a Rob Williams who has all of his meniscus. So, um, you know, look, if if I'm not a doctor, if people determine that he'll be fine if they trim a little bit off, like you know, whatever. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's it makes a lot of sense to to take for Rob to like take care of himself now, both for himself and for the team in the future. That it, it, it I think it kind of connects nicely that way. Yeah, it makes sense. And and it does depend. There are so many different variables here that really only an orthopedic surgeon and the player and, uh, you know, his inner circle can come up with like that. That's up to them. It's not up to us. It's not even up to the team. It's not up to Ime or, you know, the, like the medical staff. And and I would, I would say even like an independent doctor, like a second opinion, someone who is just kind of fresh, takes a look at it and says, okay, yeah, this is, this is where I would go with it. You know, maybe a minor tear, you can, you, you can shave it off and be back in three to six weeks. And, and it won't be a significant increase in your risk for arthritis down the road, but it also makes the next, if there is a next thing that, it, you know, a, a torn meniscus can happen to anybody. Yep. And if it happens again, you run the risk of, Hey, let's, you know, the next one, you you know, you're going to be out for a longer time. So you might get like, okay, here's your one, shave it down, be back in four weeks, you know, and this is your one chance at this. The next one is going to be a long one if there is a next one. So, right. So we'll see, um, you know, basically what they're going to do is they'll, they'll make an incision. They'll stick a scope in there and they're going to figure out exactly how bad it is. And, and they'll probably make the decision on the spot based on the prior discussion. So we'll get into the impact here in just a moment and, and how we think the team is going to handle this and, and things that maybe we um, lineups and stuff like that, that they can go to. But first, let me talk to you about prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. It's a really fun daily fantasy game. It's not like a lot of those other daily fantasy games that you might've heard uh, about where you're, you're up against competition. It's, you're picking against pros who have you know some complicated algorithm and they're just basically ringers 
you are playing against yourself. It's you against the numbers. You pick two to five players, you pick an over under, and you know, if you can pick those accurately, then you win. Very simple. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, super easy. It's safe, you, are, you get fast withdrawals, super easy to get your money, and you can get the award-winning app on the uh, App Store or Google Play, so anybody can play this. And you can offer, it offers any props that you can think of, and it crosses sports. So, uh, you know, baseball is coming back. You can get into, you know, uh, home runs for one guy and Jason Tatum's assists. And you can go all over the place and, and mix and match to have some fun with all of the sports that you are, are interested in watching. For a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point, one single point. But you have to use the promo code NBA. This is an exclusive offer just for Lockdown fans. Sign up today. Use the code NBA. $50 free. Very simple. And it's if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. How about making Lockdown NBA your second listen? I'm doing the Lockdown NBA podcast for Wednesday. This is the Wednesday Lockdown Celtics. I'm recording it before all of the games. And uh, I will be talking about all of these games on the Lockdown NBA podcast with Jake Madison of Lockdown Pelicans. Some Pelicans news. Zion is traveling with the team. You got Bucks and Sixers. That that's uh, a big one for Celtics fans. So I will be talking about that on the Lockdown NBA podcast. So check it out. I'm on that every Wednesday uh, with Jake. We got rotating hosts. It's everywhere podcast exists. It's on uh, YouTube as well. Search for Lockdown NBA there. Let's bring Tom underscore NBA back in to uh let's get back into more of the robert williams discussion we're, we're waiting on this wednesday night game with miami to kind of get a sense of how they're going to play this um one question i have for you tom do you think it's smart now or do you think this impacts the rest plan for the team because i think Whatever days off these guys were going to get, there might be a different kind of plan now. With Rob out, you need these guys playing with Tice as much as possible. Even though Tice is back and he's he's been playing, obviously he's played with Tatum and Brown and these guys, but he hasn't played in this system. Right. And I think the priority of getting these guys a day off, considering that they're going to be in the top four somewhere and they're going to get that week off before the playoffs start, maybe it's just a better idea to like, let's just immerse them. Let's plug Daniel Tice in as the starter and let's see how much he can actually do as like Rob's direct replacement. Just start him in there and let's see how much of that slack he can pick up just by playing with these guys, playing in that role and, and picking things up. Well, I think that's an interesting, uh, that, that like that, that's an interesting take on it. I actually had had the opposite one where I was like, Hey, maybe you just like, you know, start resting everybody all the time. Like, you know, maybe not, not like, not to the extent that they did, you know, last night when we're recording this, but, um, you know, just kind of say, throw it to the winds. You know, you, you, you're pretty sure you're going to have home court advantage in the first round where you end up, you end up, but just kind of keep everybody healthy, you know, kind of the rest of the way, because you can't afford to lose anybody else. As much as we said, you know, I don't think that this is the end of the season. I, I don't think if you lose anybody else, I think it's you're in a lot of trouble, um, you know, especially any of those core guys. But, yeah, it, I mean, it is really important to get Daniel Tice, you know, up to speed. And, 
there are promising signs, right? Like if you look at the on off numbers right now, Daniel Tice is actually, um, if you do minimum 200 minutes, Daniel Tice, uh, then uh, Rob Williams was number two. But if you cut that that minimum out, uh, or 200 possessions, if you cut that minimum out, Daniel Tice is number two in the Celtics on off um, efficiency. So, um, so there are like positive signs that he's, you know, adapting just fine. And, um, you know, certainly there's matchups where he's going to struggle, I think, especially in the Eastern conference, but you know, yeah, I, I, I could get behind that as a, as a plan. Like I, I think, especially when you look at the, the improvement from Tristan Thompson to Al Horford, you know, maybe the, the Daniel <laughs> double big could, uh, could, could work out okay for everybody involved. Um, I, I will say the other, the other lineup that I'm really interested in is, uh, is, is Derek white. Um, if, if you, uh, put Derek white and in, in and took Daniel Tice out, and then you have those two guards who are just demolishing everybody, you know, you have your Tatum, your Jalen and, and your Horford. I mean, that, to me, that looks like the potential, um, like a potential closing lineup in the, in the postseason. but, um, either way, I mean, I, I think the Celtics are, very lucky or very um, good at foresight if uh, for having brought in Daniel Tice and, and, and Derek White and just kind of more adults in the room, um, you know, with, with Rob going out. Can you imagine having to rely on Ennis oh my gosh. <laughs> in this situation? Uh, yes, I can, because we, we saw them have to do it in the past and it was not good. Not good. Not good. <laughs> as much as he wants to crow on you know wherever he wants to crow about <laughs> his situation oan yeah the having ns canter nsk freedom on this team in this situation just that i would have been like all right well there that there there we go that if that was a situation yeah but but being able to get tice now actually works out very very well yes. i really do think that there is some level of duplication that that Tice can bring. He can be a lob threat. He just can't be the lob threat that Rob is. Because right. no, you know that that's just he's elite at that. And and Tice, it you know, you have to make sure that the lobs are a little bit more precise. I tweeted yeah. out a play that uh from Derek White that he tried to bounce pass to Tice when the, the play was obviously for a lob. And I think and this is part of why I'm like, you can't rest everybody. You have to play everybody because, you know, Ime was talking about getting Derek White up to speed, and he he has been slowly, but he hasn't been playing with Daniel Tice very much. And now you got to get those two together because they're going to be playing on the same, you know, at the same time a lot. And that's one play. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if in this Miami Heat game, you saw almost too many lobs. To Daniel Tice as they go through film session on Tuesday and it's like don't be afraid to let Tice go get it because he can go get it he just can't go get it like Rob did um I, I compared it on on Boston Sports Journal to store brand soda versus name brand soda and like so you know you you pop open cola and say here you go and people are like oh this isn't as good as what I want but you drink it and you can put your rum in it and it's it's fine it does the job so Tice, Tice can still roam, and this is why I want to start him next to Al Horford, because I, I do think the the obvious problem was Daniel Tice. I mean, what was not Daniel Tice last season was Tristan Thompson. So start him next to um, 
Al Horford and let's see, can he roam? He could probably block shots as a roamer. He probably can't come over from as far out as, as Rob did because Rob's elite at that, but you can, you can have him play a little bit closer and, and that doesn't give you everything that the Celtics have gotten, but also the Celtics have been blowing teams out and maybe this just means, okay, instead of these 20 point leads, you have 10 point leads which is still pretty good, um, and it does it could swing the confidence in in in, in the game. But I want to see if of that hundred percent of Robert Williams, how much does just starting Daniel Tice give you based on the system, based on the ball move, based on on, on everything else? I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch, especially in this Miami game. Did you ever have hee haw? The uh, the Mountain Dew knockoff? No. <laughs> hee haw. I think that Is was that my Midwest thing. I think it might have been because I they I think they sold them at like High V, which I do not think is a thing out here. I don't know um, what a High V is. Yeah, that right, sounds like right. a diagnosis, not a store. <laughs> high V is is Midwest uh, price price chopper. Um, so anyway, no, I I I just I I was I was smiling when you said that because I just remembered hee haw. Can uh, we call Daniel Tice hee haw? Does that yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would love to start calling Daniel Tice hee haw or Mr. Pib. Uh, but I think that was a little more. Universal. I would love to start calling Daniel Tice Mr. Pib. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mr. Pib was like, Mr. Pub was Mr. Pib was national, right? That was like a thing. Mr. Pib. Now, okay. So I do know what Mr. Pib is. Okay. But I never had it. I don't think it made its way into like Rhode Island when I was growing up. Uh, I don't was, know about like Boston. Fine. You know. I know. Was, I know that. I've heard of Mr. Pib. Okay. All right. So yeah, if we could, you could start calling him Mr. Pib or Hee Haw. Hee Haw is probably funnier. Mr. Pib is probably a little. Hee Haw does. I don't. I, Hee Haw maybe not for like a. Doesn't really describe Tice as well, I guess. But um, anyway, no, yeah, I, I, I no qualms about anything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I do think that I do think there is something to the fact though that like. Not, I mean, you know, not only is is Tice very competent, he was also the starting center on that team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals like two years ago. So, you know, it's not like like there is like a history of success with Daniel Tice playing, uh, you know, with a similar right. unit. Obviously, you know, with, with Kemba in there, and um, you know, Tatum wasn't quite this Tatum, but yeah, it's uh, um, you know, he's he has had demonstrated, uh, Mr. Pibb has had demonstrated success <laughs> with the Celtics. So, uh, you know. Not, not the worst thing. I love it. I love it. Um, th does Mr. Pib still exist? Can I get them as a sponsor? I I mean, I have to imagine they're very available. Yeah. I would <laughs> maybe, like to think so. Maybe not the most liquid, but, you know. Um, yeah. No. Well, look, we, we can work something out here on the Lockdown <laughs> Celtics podcast. I mean, let's, let, let you know, I'll, I'll work on that. First, I, I will tell you about Built Bar, which is definitely for real and definitely very delicious and um, something that you should have. Mr. Pibb, unless they pay me to say so, uh, I'm not going to say you should have Mr. Pibb. Just call Daniel Tice that. Now, Built Bar is a great protein bar. I'm so gr glad that I got my delivery today. Um, double chocolate and salted caramel, which are great. Double chocolate is only 130 calories, but it's got 17 grams of protein in it, which, you know, I, I spent 45 minutes on the treadmill trying to work off my fatty fats, and I know that when I have the Built Bar, I know it's not going to blow out what I just did on the treadmill. So it's a great after workout, gets you the protein that you need, that your body's 
muscles need to, to grow and uh, taste great. It's like a little treat. I did my workout, I got a little treat. And they have all sorts of different flavors and they're all approximately in that 130 to 170 calories. You're gonna get that 17 grams of protein, four grams of sugar, four net carbs. If you're on a keto diet, these, these work. Um, if you're, uh, if you've got a nut allergy, there are certainly options for you. When you go to built.com, scroll over all the different flavors. You'll see the nutritional facts there and you'll see if you like fruity stuff, there's, they have that. If you like mint, if you like coconut, if you, if you like chocolate, there's all of these different types of flavors that can appeal to every sense out there. So go check it out. And the best part is there's this promo code locked 15. I keep telling you about that you can use every single time. I use it myself when I go back and I order. I'm not getting these things for free. They're not like backing up a truck and shoving built bars through my window. I have to go buy them myself now. And I'm using the promo code LOCK15, just like you. And I use it every single time. So go sample, pick one, pick a mixed box, pick a built puff, whatever you want to try. And then when you find something that you like, you want to go stock up, LOCK15. It gets you 15% off every single time at built.com. So starting Mr. Pib makes sense, but the i have several before you get into this i have several mr pib related updates if you're curious oh absolutely um, let's do it so pib it looks like it has turned into pib extra um you can get mr pib at any walmart um i, I looked it okay. up and uh not that you should do that until they sponsor this podcast but once right. they sponsor the podcast you'll give be able me to money to say so but correct yeah and in, in until, then, until then do not buy mr pib it is crucial <laughs> Um, the bad news is that Hee Haw no longer exists. It has been repackaged as Mountain Drive. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's Mountain Drive? Is it the same type of soda? So it's it's a good thing you asked. Somebody tweeted at High V asking what happens to Hee Haw is Mountain Drive. What, what's the difference between Hee Haw and Mountain Drive besides packaging and name? And High V responded, no other difference. So... So Ivy can Ivy can get all the way out of here. Bring back Hee Haw, or I will never endorse them. But Mr. Pib does exist and could sponsor this podcast. Um, and once they do, everyone should go buy that and also call Daniel Tice, Mr. Pib. I love the audacity of making a Mountain Dew knockoff Mountain Drive. <laughs> it like, doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. No, it doesn't make any sense. It's just not that hee haw was like you know perfect logic or anything, but it's just gaming the search engines. So when you yeah. do Mountain D, you do Mountain Drive. Maybe Mountain. If you get the SEO up there, maybe people start buying that Mountain Drive. I, I, honestly, yeah, sure. But like they missed out by not really promoting hee haw during the social media era because like I yeah, really, that would have been great. I think it would have sold. So if Zach so. Levine is pushing Mountain Dew. What basketball player would be pushing Mountain Drive? DeAndre Jordan? Uh, Javante? Javante. Somebody that's like a knockoff. Yeah, yeah. Like a knockoff, sort of, kind of, but not really. Like right. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, Mountain Drive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My, my, son is, my son is instantly offended because for, for a while he – glommed onto George and Quarkson as his favorite NBA player. But, um, <laughs> hey, yeah. and instead of Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny, he would get Rickety Cricket to do the commercials. <laughs> right. So Rickety Cricket and Jordan Clarkson for Mountain Drive. <laughs> Previously, hee-haw. Previously, hee-haw. <laughs> 
All right, I'm in. Uh, we, we are making strides here. We haven't solved the meniscus thing <laughs> or the lineup thing, but we are really making mountain drive strides here. Yeah, so yeah, I sure. think this podcast is a success. Uh, other lineups, though, you mentioned the one where um, you have Derek White, Marcus Smart. I think it's going to be a big one. This, the, the Derek White, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum playing the four – or even, you know, with so much switching, you're going to have like Tatum and, and Brown switching and Al Horford's ability to uh, switch is going to be a big deal as well. But I think that lineup is going to be a huge thing. You've got basically three options to me. You start Derek White and, I mean, and, and have that, or you know, like you play Derek White in that lineup. You start Daniel Tice in that lineup that I talked about. And you have the Grant Williams at the four lineup, like those three are going to be your main cogs for getting through however long you have to get through for the, the Robert Williams absence. And look, I'd rather have Rob, obviously, like I let's be clear about this, but those three lineups, they're not horrible. Mm -hmm. And I think they can get through. They certainly can get through the rest of the regular season. I think they can get through the first round. And then we'll see. The second round might be matchup dependent, and we'll see if, if Rob can even come back. But I'm I'm okay with those three lineups. I think you can get – you can bide your time with those three lineups. I agree. I, I think that's – again, that's where I think the Celtics really bought themselves some flexibility at the deadline that they needed. And also, again, like you said, like not enough – you can't say enough about um, the the crucial improvements that Grant Williams has made. If you, if you look up – um, the, you know, some of the stats on um, Grant, Jalen, Jason without Rob on the floor. Um, I was looking these up yesterday, plus 6.5 points per 100 possessions, um, outscoring teams by, by you know, and that's, and that's not, that's not like elite numbers, but it's, it's quite good. It's 84th percentile. Um, you know, if you look at Derek White, Jalen, Jason, Grant, Horford, which is the biggest of those lineups or the, the most used, 117 possessions plus 16.1. So we're, you know, these are not like, the, the uh, Rob going out is obviously a net negative. Like you, you, like you said, you want him in there. It does hurt the Celtics because one of the one of the arguments for them being contenders was that their starting lineup was you know by far the best in the league. Just you know, just demolishing teams without Rob. That's not the case anymore. But there are plenty of other options. And I guess you know to your point about kind of playing these guys quite a bit and trying to like really hammer home getting Tice in there. There is still time for those other lineups to to, to get more time together to to um, you know really figure out ways that that you know Grant as as the four and Horford as the five can emphasize Tatum and Jalen and all the things that the Celtics try to do organizationally. So yeah, no, I, I mean I, I think that I'm I'm with you. I think that those three lineups in particular are are great ways to kind of counteract what the Celtics are missing. And I think this really, if there's one thing that may that we can point at is the most important thing. Uh, development of this season. It's that Jason Tatum has learned how to draw these double teams, invite these double teams. He was challenged to make the rest of his teammates better. And this is, this is where you need that the most. And honestly, we're going to see over the next couple of weeks, how much of an impact that really has. Cause Rob is Rob and he's super athletic and he goes up and catches everything that you throw up there and, and and he's done all of the stuff that he's done and he's a first team all defense guy probably for for good reason 
Now we get to see when you throw those double teams at Jason Tatum and he's throwing the passes to Daniel Tice, how much does he raise Daniel Tice's game? How much attention can he draw? Can he throw those passes on point? Or can he can he start the ball moving to a point where Tice is still in that dunker spot where Rob is and he can still go up and catch a lob? And maybe it's just that Daniel Tice catches it and lays it in or lays it off the backboard and it's not a spectacular alley-oop and hey, two points is two points and you're not going to get those crazy highlights. But as long as Tatum is drawing the guys, starting the ball movement and and the ball is finding the, the right guy, then then we might see how much, uh, how much impact Tatum really has. Side note, if they keep rolling here, and Tatum keeps doing what he's doing, and they and Tice comes in and and steps up and just slides right in. If I'm saying if that happens, boy, is that a big boost to Jason Tatum's MVP uh, uh, candidacy? You know, if they just keep rolling along and people go, oh my God, maybe it wasn't that Rob is just doing all. It's 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 Tatum. Tatum is getting Daniel Tice to do a lot of the Rob stuff. Yeah. Then wow, like I think there's a potential here. Side note to Tatum's MVP candidacy takes a real jump if the Celtics don't miss a beat or barely miss a beat. I mean, a hundred percent because one of the arguments for Tatum's MVP candidacy, obviously he's putting up ridiculous numbers, but I mean, obviously one of the big one of the you know, one of the one of the big arguments in his favor is how much better he's making his teammates this season and how you know how much how much better the team is as a result of him, not just like how well he's playing. So yeah, no, I think, I, I think that's exactly right. I'm also curious for your thoughts on this. I mean, so, so yesterday, obviously we got kind of a look at some guys that we don't normally get a look at. Um, are you interested in seeing a little bit more Sam Hauser down the stretch? Cause I'm, I, I'm a little interested. I, I just mostly from a schematic perspective um, just because I, I think that like shooting benefits um, you know, Tatum and Jalen so much to, to have those, those floor spacing guys, not saying like, you know, start him or anything like that, but are you, are you curious to see a little bit more of him down the stretch here? Feel, he feels kind of plug and play. He look, he's got the size. Yep. He's certainly got that, that shot. Um, that is by the way, the feathery, most feathery soft, like that's like, he's like caressing the ball through the rim. Um, I, it still, I, it still snaps the net very satisfying. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's just it's a beautiful yeah. jumper. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know that I I can't even compare that shot. It's so much arc to it. But yeah, I, I think like this is an opportunity for somebody else to step up, and and this is in all of this an opportunity for uh, Ime to to kind of maybe experiment with one or two of these guys, him or Neesmith, Neesmith. as yeah. as like the added. Hey, if you don't have Rob there as the threat that's going to keep guys honest, and if Daniel Tice doesn't just slide right in, because that's also a possibility, then you're going to have to figure out another way, and that means you're going to have to spread the floor with dangerous shooters. And and so there may be a game, or it might be just a stretch, that, hey, in the third quarter, we saw Daniel Tice in the first half play you know, 14 minutes and okay, we got some good film on that. Let's just try this to start the third quarter, a different look to get film on this. Yep. And it's almost like you're back in November and you're kind of experimenting, which may mess with the wins and losses, but 
you may see some of that experimentation, just a couple of different groups where people are like, wait a minute, what's he may doing? That's what he's doing. He's just getting film on different players to figure out, okay, where can I go with this if I need to break glass in case of emergency? So yeah, I, I do think that there's a, a case to be made for some more Sam Hauser down the stretch. I also will say that you mentioned Aaron Neesmith. Um, him hitting that shot, I, I know they ended up losing anyway, but him hitting that shot at the end of regulation is a big, that, was big. Like, that that like not, you know, I, you don't want to put too much on one play, but the fact that he's flying around, the fact that, you know, that he's, that he does, he gives all of this effort and you can kind of, you know, like now you have at least a little bit of evidence that you can kind of trust him to make a shot, you know, to make an open shot in a big moment. That's, that's not an insignificant thing. That's, 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 you know progress and, and 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 certainly an argument to to give him some of those minutes that i was just talking about giving to sam hauser but um, regardless uh you know hey uh multiple shooting options off the bench that's never a bad thing never a bad thing so we'll see the like i said the wednesday night game here against miami will be very telling and uh we'll see we'll see how much tice can slide in and how much these other guys get their opportunities tom westerholm tom underscore nba of boston.com thanks for hopping on once again, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Also, if people are going to follow my Twitter, like if I say like I do not like, oh, wow, I don't think the Celtics are going to beat the Raptors without Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Al Horford. I'm, I mean that literally and obviously I know that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Al Horford would probably be playing if they faced the Raptors in the playoffs. So <laughs> just probably. a little bit of common sense about when I'm probably joking. That's all. That's literally all I'm asking. My mentions have been swarmed all day. That's all. Thank you. <laughs> common sense on Twitter. It's, it is literally a lot to ask. I'm aware. You're, you're probably going to get some hee-haw before you get some of that, Tom. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap this sucker up. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for watching and listening. Big game coming up against the Miami Heat. We'll be back after the Miami Heat game there. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about, and I'm really looking forward to this. this. is This might be the most excited I am for a game for a lot of different reasons, not just for like wins or losses, but all of the stuff we just talked about. I feel like we're going to get a lot of answers. So we're really going to dive into that after the game. So make sure you're subscribed to this show if you want to get it in your podcast form. It's wherever podcasts exist. Put whatever app you want on your phone. Take it with you in your car. Turn off the radio. Turn on the podcast as you drive to work. I know you're figuring out your, your commute and all that stuff. This is perfect for your ride to work. If you want to watch the show, pop it on in the morning while you're getting ready. When you get home and you're making dinner or at the office, you can just watch the show on YouTube. That also works as well. Thank you to everybody who subscribed. Thank you to all of you subscribers who are sharing the podcast and telling everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast. It's right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.